All right. Welcome back to Off the Tap. This is episode 33, I think. Episode 2 of season 2, if we're going to call it that. Um, But this week we're going to do Brooklyn Brewing's Oktoberfest versus Paradigm Brewing's Oktoberfest. See which one we like a little bit more and just talk about some random topics again. Also both called out as Marzins and or March beers. Again, very loose with uh, their... uh their fiscal calendars back then obviously as they were brewed in september and or october anywho they're both called out i just want to again not not that we're going to use too many callbacks but i do want to call back to the fact that marzen's written on the can so which one do we want to start with uh, i think i'm ready to start with brooklyn's okay which, which so we let's... did a we did brooklyn's lager um before and i really enjoyed that so i'm kind of excited to try this so I like the way that on the front of the can, it's a Marzen lager, so that like those people that want to play along, but then on the back, they really call out the Oktoberfest. So, uh, yeah. Also, because we're going to get into it, like just take a gander at the can, right? Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in the back of your mind. We're going to break that open here in a second. A nice like blue and white plaid look. Yes, I guess for those that are listening, hence the podcast. Um, yeah, blue and white checkered picnic table checker checkered picnic blanket checkered. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get into when, this. When you pop this, does it go? Okay. Oh, no, I don't really. So we're gonna get a little bit of a pour. Ooh. Mm. It's got a. There's decent sniff to it okay so i haven't sniffed yet but i just want you to do this for a second do what for a second oh yeah yeah good head great a little bit darker than i would have expected but a lot more fizz than historically we saw from last week so yeah no haziness darker in color little bit fizzier than obviously the ones from the last let me log in to did you save our scores last week i forgot to ask uh i thought i did well i have them okay i mean i have mine i don't have yours obviously i mean that's fine i can always go back and write them down if i need to um kind of got like a late start to this so i didn't really have it pulled up yet and ready to go what you mean late start to today yeah, I was just kind of being lazy today. I had a long weekend, man. Oh, oh yeah. Obviously, I thought I was the. I mean, obviously, I was the one running late, like uh, closer to actual podcast time. But yeah, you definitely had the longer weekend. Yeah. Uh, just for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, our ex-host Sean got married this past weekend, so it was just a, a long, long weekend. Ex host, you almost make it sound like he left the podcast for her. No, that's no, no, the way no. That, that was phrased. That's not what's. I mean, he's always welcome to come back. It's just you know. Okay, that's fine. No, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't like that. But no, I know. I'm just. It's just the that you make it sound like he was the one that quit. Like he had to leave. For he gave some up on us, man. He, he gave, gave up. up. Okay, here we go. So. 
Um, All right. So what are you what are you thinking here? Uh, what I mean, as far as first off, you should get into a breakdown of the beverage here. Oh yeah. Um. So my 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 list says it's a five point five. Is that what the can says? Uh, hold on, I'm looking here. Yeah, five point five alcohol by volume. Yeah. And I'm very surprised by this. It says that the IBUs are twenty five. I mean, it's got some bitterness to it, but not not. I I think that's fairly low. I would say. Really, you think so? I think so because, like, an Oktoberfest is like. I mean, sorry. I guess these are all Oktoberfests, but the staple Oktoberfest, the Sam Adams, I think, is like fifteen or sixteen, and it's nothing compared to bitterness to this. So I don't know if it's logarithmic, like you know, pH or um, the metric system. I don't know how the IBUs work. Like, if is one exponentially or two exponentially more bitter than one, or is it just like? incremental i don't know um but yeah i feel like this is significantly more bitter than uh the october like the sam adams Oktoberfest, and that sits at like 16 if i remember correctly huh you don't for get some, any of the bitterness for so i mean i'm getting a little bit but for some reason i'm remembering the two that we did last week being a lot more bitter no 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 i would say this is on par this isn't any more uh but any less for sure yeah, nevertheless i think it's tastes pretty good it is pretty good um i'll also say i don't get like there's two things right out of the gate that impress me obviously i'm not going to say oh it's going to trump the other two because we got to see how they rate but out of the gate it does have more fizz than the other two um Color's nice compared to the the cloudy one that was last week i don't remember exactly which one it was was the texas the yeah, the the Octaler Fest. It, yeah. It's definitely not as cloudy as that. So color is pretty solid. Fizz is pretty nice. It is a little more bitter, but I don't get near the sweetness that we tended to be a. Um, and maybe that's because of the bitterness, but I don't get near the sweetness that tended to be the um, uh, the theme of both beers last week. Yeah, no, it's not very sweet, but it does still have a decent uh, like polish flavor to me like an i mean an oktoberfest flavor i would agree although i the amount of bitterness because i i i think it has more i mean you might you disagreed but i think it has more bitterness than those both last week and um i think the bitterness is pulling away from some of those fall flavors that might be hidden underneath there does that make sense maybe a little bit yeah i can see it all right well there was something that you were wanting to Okay, so again, uh, we already had one callback. I don't remember exactly. Oh, the Marzen callback for those that didn't, uh, you know, listen to that joyous little uh, rabbit hole. But um, so callback to last week, we were talking about, and I think it was more in passing, but we were talking about how music um, obviously is, I think it was during the Blink-182 discussion, how music's only being recreated right there's no new discoveries dude get this so literally we went so we left and went to the store with the kids i had to pick up some stuff because i'm going out of town tomorrow um and i needed some cold weather clothes which obviously honestly is a separate topic we could talk about as texans we're just not well equipped to understand the different types of clothing that you need for like actual weather that will kill you but in the cold direction we understand the weather that'll kill you in the hot direction we got the heat we got the heat yeah 
obviously but anyway so i was going to get to, uh like a, a new overcoat or whatever so we we go to the store and then we're coming back and it dawned on me like i'm rushing upstairs trying to get the kids down and it dawned on me and i'm gonna do the best like i don't know if you'll remember these songs but i'm gonna try to do like the best interpretation of them right and this is a perfect right so beatles right there's something in the way she moves james taylor there's something in years later there's something in the way she moves right then nirvana there's something in the way by the way not only exactly same lyrics exactly same concept and uh, and or like outset of the song but in the same key with very similar at least by number chord progressions yeah. okay o over the span of let's say 60s late 70s 30 early years. 90s yeah, four years, years right. ish, exactly. <clears throat> so, and that's organically happening. So that I mean, again, that's just one anomaly, I guess, that proves your theory. But like, and you want to you, you want to point that out really quickly. And Nirvana's uh, known as like one of the best to to ever write music. You know what? So I would what they did. You know what they did or whatever. I would say, obviously not from a com complex standpoint, because everybody knew that it was just the same five chords, but lyric, I think, yeah. is where they excelled. Lyric. And maybe maybe melodically, he did some weird things with melodies too. Um, yeah, and even they weren't technically reinventing the wheel. No. In the grand scheme of things. They weren't. Right? They, they did some Bowie covers. Um, they also stole a lot from like, Blue. It all comes from blues, right? So blues musicians. Absolutely, everything comes from blues. Right, which I so think would a be a lot of people don't understand that. The foundation of you know country music, rock and roll, all of it. Um. Anyways, he Rap, pulled a lot. R and B, all of it. Blues. Yeah. Blues created an avenue for every modernized music that we hear today. So I would almost wonder, like, what was there before that? We don't. No one ever talks about that story. It you was, I mean? Uh, I mean, it was really like, um, hymns, I guess. Uh, well, like class, like what we say is classical now, you know, like piano and, uh, harpsichord and stuff like that. And then it Did was like, say... it was like, uh, what? Did you say harpsichord? What the hell is that? That sounds that's, like a, that's you, like, that's like a kazookalele. That's what that sounds like. No, actually, uh, I, I, I as far as I know, I think it was literally like a harp turned on its side. It was like a first version of a piano, kind of. Dude, I, th I thought that the piano was pretty damn old. I don't or maybe I it didn't was know after we were... the piano, but it's very similar to a piano. It just makes different noises, I guess. On the real though, have you ever seen somebody play a harp? I, I'm not in person. I mean, I've okay, watched videos. I have watched people in the airport play a harp, and dude, it's like weird. It also, it's one of those experiences. Like, there's a million guitar players, right? Like a dime a dozen, but like, still, when you walk by, you're like, oh, like you're a little intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. From a distance, I was like, holy crap, she's playing a harp. And then when I got up to it, I was like, man, eh, she's playing a harp, though. You know? Oh, damn. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but that's truly how I felt. I was like, yeah, a lot of strings, you know. Also, there's like a lot of rank this is where I'm like, eh, she could be hitting the wrong thing. We wouldn't know, you know? I don't know. She, I don't know. She knows what she's doing, you know? I mean, obviously, she's got a gig at the airport. I don't know if that sets you at the top of the list for heart players, but 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the demand is for professional harp players, but uh, anywho. So I just thought that was interesting. What? Um, yeah, sorry, I had. There we go. Um, sorry, I had something turn on in the background there for a second. Whoa, were you recording some uh, proprietary, um, not proprietary, what do they call it when um, music is, what do you call it, copyrighted? Is there copyright stuff no. running in the background? It's going to, okay. It shouldn't have been copyrighted. I think we'll be all right. But um, no, yeah, I it, music is like it was, it was almost like it was classical music. And then it was like these people found a guitar and they were like, oh, hold on. We're about to change something. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and obviously it's all foundationally rooted with some type. Of, so here's that weirded me out, and I guess it seems simple enough, but technically a piano is considered a stringed instrument. Yes. You know that? Yeah. Because there are strings in, inside of it, internally. Yeah, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know if that would be on like a top six answers on the board family feud situation, but... Uh, if it would, now I know that as a fun fact. Yeah, it's just not a handheld one, obviously. Although there are some. Yeah, there's also the a guitar, guitar, you know. Yes, I also mentioned in passing the kazookalele. Also have one. Actually, the kazookalele does. It's a piano on a ukulele with a kazoo on the headstock. And so they... I mean, for those that can't see, I'm doing some really fun shenanigans, but... And then you had the, got the kazoo down there if you need to blow it or yeah. something? Oh, yeah, bro. You solo on that. It's the saxophone of ukulele jams, if you think about it. Like, the saxophone is to jazz music guitar as the kazoo is to ukulele guitar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It fills that that void of, of like, sexy mm. jazz air instrument. Why, why don't they just use those, like... Uh neck harmonica straps but just throw a kazoo on it you know that's a good point i don't i don't know if maybe they just didn't think that far obviously uh there's i don't know if there's a demand for this i've only seen two kazookaleles they're two significantly u different youtubers so not sure if they got in touch and decided they were going to create something and just run with it uh, or if it's something that existed that they both just randomly picked up. But that's the only two I've ever seen successfully in action. Hmm. I mean, they definitely got, there aren't guys on tours with kazookaleles, okay? This is something they're doing in their basements. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I would like to see more. I would like to see more of the harmonica used in songs. I mean, let's be real. So There's only one guy that's done it right. Yeah, well, and he did it too right. Maybe that's the problem. And that, like, he there's was too good. Yeah, like yeah. there's people that, like Kenny G, awesome saxophonist, right? But like he wasn't so over the top that people aren't like, yeah, I'll throw some sax in it every now and then. But there's a bunch of guys out there. The youth of the world are going to pick up a harmonic, and they're going. I don't know if I could be any better than John Popper. And then they just hang it up. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, like when I first started trying to play the harmonica, I was like, heck yeah, man. And I, you try to do J 
just one thing that he does and it automatically demoralizes you. You're like, no, I'll never be that good ever. I just won't matter. I don't think I've ever truly tried, but also I'm just not that accurate. Because don't you have to like use your, this is going to sound weird, but like, don't you have to use your tongue to block certain holes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have to have incredible lung capacity, which I just don't have. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Stuff that he can do, man. I would be out on that for sure. Also, too, one last thing that I've heard. Um, I've heard someone claim that, like, when you throw a harmonica... Okay, <sighs> different end of the spectrum, but, like, I truly believe that you can throw a fiddle or a violin, however your particular um, knife wants to slice that. Um, you can throw that in on any type of music, and it'll fit. I don't care if it's, like, Metallica to, like, classical music, death metal to, like, uh, what's the electronic dance music, EDM? Like, you throw yeah. a violin in, I don't know why I had to, like, say it out loud and then justify the acronym to myself. But anyways, you can say it, like, um, you can throw in a violin on, or a fiddle, whatever, on all of that, and it's gonna fit, if done right, okay? But somebody told me that every time you add a harmonica to any music, it immediately makes it bulkish. And when I... Mm truly agree i don't disagree either you know i don't think i disagree with that i don't disagree but then i think of like you know like turnpike versus um blues travelers obviously different genres i don't feel they fit together i don't feel that either's one like if turnpike's folkish then blues travelers isn't if blues travelers is focused then turnpike isn't but they both include a harmonica but then again Songs without a harmonica, I don't ever toe the line of folk or not folk, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, it, it's not folk unless there's harmonica. Yeah, I, I think that might be true. It's like, it's like, um, it's not ah. folk unless there's harmonica, but just because there's harmonica doesn't mean it's folk. That is very correct. Harmonica is the caper of music. It's lemon chicken without the capers. Then it's a piccata. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's that's the harmonica. Gotcha. I'd be damned. It was written. It was it was clear as day. I don't know why we didn't see it until now. Yeah. The Lord himself was trying to tell us the whole time. Yeah. Man, I was a little bit bummed out about the Blink release, though. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't just me, right? No, I mean, it wasn't horrible but it definitely wasn't like it, it didn't strike me as like og blank it struck me as more i talked with the, about this with someone else too like it struck me more as like maybe they're releasing this one because they think it'll be more like the the radio hit you know like uh, for like the current generation because it was very like i don't know like repetitive to me it was very extremely it was very chorus heavy. And yes. Like I, I feel like that's what a lot of maybe the modern generation prefers. So maybe they're throwing that out there first. And hopefully whatever's left on the album is not as uh, modernized. I think <clears throat> that based on that particular tune, I think the title of the record should be Punk Goes Pop. Oh, yeah. 
because that's what I got out of it, right? It's a stereotypical um, fill the the DJ's airwaves pop tune. Um, yeah, be very repetitive. Also, um, it had some elements of the self-titled album um, with just some of the things that they did, which I think it, obviously they're probably calling back to that since the span of time that's passed. Talking about it the also album from like o three or whatever or like o four yeah feeling this right the the yeah, the, the self titled album yeah yeah so it had some it had some some uh feelings of that um just in the way they had like a phaser in there and there were some choruses that were put over toms there was some fuzz that was in the bass like there was a lot of the same element the sound of that record um I felt them in here but and then also they they revisited if you think about the content of the song like the actual lyrics they revisited some of the like just like screwy skater scumbag um like thought process that went into the Enema of the State album right you know when they're talking about like all the time back then they were talking about like you know, buttholes and like just stupid crap was their content. So that yeah. kind of ties in a little bit to this. So you have the elements of that. You have the uh, the uh, effects elements on the instruments that tie into um, the self-titled album. But it's super poppy. And then also to me, ultimately, it sounds overproduced. Like if you were to hear that live, it would probably be uh, way more enjoyable than the super overproduced perfect quality that we get on the radio like if they were to let that organically happen probably sounds awesome but because yeah. everything's perfect everything's timed obviously it's tuned that's what gives me the poppy feel and and i'll i'll get off the box at that point but that's what made me feel when i heard it immediately I think and i've heard it multiple about, times since i think we've talked about that in previous conversations of how just all music these days is just too overproduced anyways. Like there's not a, there's not enough rawness in music that makes it uh, original, you know, or like really like true mute. Cause I mean, that's true. You know, you, when you go to a concert or something like, like I went with my dad back in July to go see Ted Nugent and dude, he just, it's just so much different, man. You know, like it, it's, I mean, he's not, what you get. yeah, man, it's just like such pure hard rock and roll you know what i mean and like that's what he sounds like on all his albums because that's when it that's just how it was back then you know but like now it's very hard to find a lot of bands or artists in general that sound true to the way they sound on their album because it's too there's, overdone there's two things to be said about that one is I think it's unfair to, I mean, I don't want to, you know, obviously it feels like, oh, I'm the one that's being attacked here. But like, it's unfair to the consumer because back in the gap, like you heard an album and you were like, oh, that's shit. I saw them live and sound quality was shit. Their performance necessarily wasn't all that great. But you're like, hey, that kind of sounds like the record. And so <laughs> you still had that sense of like, oh, this is great. Plus you got to see them live, right? That was all experience then. Um Nowadays, you don't have that, right? You hear things that go down on a record, and you're like, wow. If you do like that, I think it's overproduced. But if you do like that, you're like, oh, my God, I really like that sound. 
you'll never experience that sound live because it's no. you're it's inca- you're incapable of reproducing it. So yeah, that's almost like you're cheating the consumer, which is a a shitty thing to think of. Um, But the other note on that is like, I I can't remember. I I wish I could remember the specific example that we were talking about. But like, there's just certain things too that organically happen that are um, that are imperfect that really make the melody or really make the tune of the song. It's something that like subconsciously you enjoy about the music when it's in impurity, whether it's in somebody's voice, whether it's in, um, you know, timing, right? Because back in the day, nothing, not everything was perfectly timed. It was a bunch of dudes that were trying to play to a click track, a click track. And it, it was what it was. Like if we're off a little bit, Hey, nobody will notice, but that might be something that somebody enjoys. And that doesn't exist anymore. Everything's perfectly timed. So there's not no flaws that create the anomaly that are attractive in music. Then also everyone's, whether you're auto-tuned or not, everyone's perfectly in-tuned, which, don't get me wrong, if somebody can do that naturally, like, yeah, I'll stop on the street and I'll listen to them. Like, that's amazing. She sounds great. But, like, I don't think that necessarily um, begets great music, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and there was, there was one more thing, too, that I, I thought about the Blink release was that it wasn't Travis Barker enough for me. And I'm what I mean is just like they they seem to do nothing that was classic blink with the drums. Right? Like he he always overdid it on their good shit. You know, in a good way. In a good way. That's just what we loved about him, you know what I mean? And it this to me seemed a lot more like his machine gun Kelly drum drumming shit that he does. You know, like it I don't know. It was like you said. It was very popish, the way they, the way everything was kind of done. That's a good point. I don't think I paid enough. I mean, I'm sad to say this, but I don't think I paid enough attention. I think I was overwhelmed by the. Um, well, it's probably because you just didn't have to. Like there was, there was nothing there to pay attention to. May, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like it was just very basic. It seemed. It's yeah, kind of, it's a little disheartening, but. I saw an interview um, on Ro- – it was actually on Rogan's folk, uh, podcast, but I don't think this is, like, uh, an indicator of anything. Um, I should also refer to him as, you know, first name. So on Joe's program, yeah. um, I, saw, <laughs> I saw an interview that he did with Travis Parker, and they were talking about – I can't remember, but somebody had told Travis Parker, like, hey – you can only go so hard for so long. Like eventually your body's going to give out, right? You can't do that every night forever. And now he's in his 40s. I don't know exactly. I would say mid to late 40s. And he was like, so far I haven't slowed down. But like he says that, are we seeing it? Or was it just a shitty punk pop tune that they released off the album first? Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case. Probably still. I need some classic Barker back, you know? Yeah. All right, well, there was one thing that I did want to talk about, and I, you know, I haven't really, uh, I I don't really watch this movie very often, um, but I, I, I turned it on the other day, and I was, I watched, like, the first 15, 20 minutes of it, and I was like, man, I really don't think this is a Halloween movie. 
I think it's more of a Christmas movie. And that movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And my reasoning is that it, it's it's Halloween characters, right? So it's a little bit spooky, I guess, in like the nature of it. But the whole premise of the show is that he wants to take over Christmas. And he's trying to take over Christmas the whole time. And so I just think it's more of a Christmas movie, man. I think we need to, as a community, come together and decide when we should watch this. And I think it's in December, not in October. Was it like a Capture the Flag for Halloween? Because like, if you think about the premise of Capture the Flag, it's like, this no longer belongs to Christmas. Like, it becomes integrally, integrally, it becomes an integral part of, of Halloween. Is that what his attempt was? Or he was like, no, as Halloweenites, man, making up some terminology here, but as Halloweenites, we now own Christmas as a sub-holiday. How do you feel? I think it's it was more of the fact that he's like just tired of only being known for scaring people. And he wants to like do something else. And that uh, that something else is be Santa, I guess. I mean, how I mean, how much of the time does he like go around? I so I, to be honest with you, I have seen it multiple times, but I haven't seen it as much as I have Corpse Bride, right? The other Tim Burton claymation, yeah. you know, cluster cluster F, right? Um, so I'm not as familiar. I also, too, it. I will say this: I'm not saying that it's like a boring movie, but like. I always have like these like, you know, super zealous thoughts of like, hey, I'm gonna watch that. Like, heck yeah, I'm gonna put it on. And then I put it on and I get like eight minutes in and then like the kids aren't into it, I'm not into it, then we end up changing it, right? So I've seen the first yeah. 20 minutes 10 times, okay? Um, but the other point that I was gonna make is like, do you feel that like the intention was like does he hand out presents like does he actually become santa because again i'm not clear on the storyline so honestly i haven't seen the end of it in a few years but i'm pretty sure he he like he wears like a fake santa beard and everything and like has a sled all kinds of stuff and i'm pretty sure he like goes around and delivers gifts like tries to to like the citizens of Halloween Town or whatever it is. And so whoa 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 bro. Halloween Town whole different flick. No, but I think that's whole what the town flick. but I think that's what the town in this is called is Halloween Town. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's um, what the sign said in the beginning. I literally watched it like 2 days ago, the beginning of it. That's that's also another hidden just crap of a gym. You know, it's almost oh, dude, like if you just took- it's almost like if you took like a plastic rock and then you hit it and you told all of society that, oh, there's this like super epic rock and then they dug it up and they're like, yeah, it's a plastic rock. That would be Halloween Town in yeah. regards to uh, flicks in general. Not necessarily just Halloween movies, but like any uh, themed holiday movie. Yeah. Halloween Town is a classic. It's a horrible it's classic, trash. but it's a classic straight trash um okay so so you're saying that technically um the nightmare before christmas is a christmas movie 
I think it should be classified as a Christmas. Movie. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, dude, I think that it is. I don't know. You, you might be the only person that was misinterpreting it for a Halloween flick. Maybe I just feel like it always comes up around Halloween, and like people talk about it around Halloween. Uh, maybe they do, but I'm pretty sure that's a Christmas flick. I would say, like, if again, I hate to go back to Family Feud, but like, if this was. 100 people surveyed, top six answers on the board, they're going to go, that's a Christmas flick. Yeah. Okay, so we're I mean, I know it's, I know it's, yeah, I know it's one against one, but also, I, I think the key um, that we should really call out here is it's Tim Burton's um, approach to monopolizing all season. That's what it is. He throws it out there. He's like, nightmare, ooh, Halloween, Christmas, or before Christmas, right? Boom. So you're gonna watch it at Halloween, and you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, this is actually this is actually a Christmas movie." What was I thinking? And then, boom! Lo and behold, Christmas is right around the corner. You're like, "Hey, I watched this Christmas movie," and so you watch it again. Mm-hmm. So he's just—he's really playing with your emotions. That's ultimately what's happening. He's playing the market pretty well. I mean, yeah, guy does not have a lot of things going for him. I mean, he's really kind of an odd cat. Personally, I mean, not that I know him, but from a distance, kind of not. Based on the movies that he's done, I can I can see a resemblance. Yeah, but I'll give you that. It's a Christmas movie for sure. Although maybe because of some algorithm, um, it does pop up on the top of your like uh, what's trending or whatever Netflix calls it, top ten or what's trending around Halloween time. Yeah. Um, to that to that note, though, so does Halloween Town. So take that whole top ten with a grain of salt, Netflix. What trash. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they're man, throwing that. It's such a classic, bro. Dude, it's so terrible. Like, for me, it's like Hocus Pocus. And I, I'm, I'm not going in, like, uh, the scary route. Like, we're going to keep all the, like, the. Like, classicness. Like, the, the Halloweens, like, right? The Mike Myers Halloweens, the, the Jasons and all that. Whatever that stuff. We're going to keep that in a separate bucket. The Amityvilles, like, all the creepy stuff, right? But the generic PG, you know, horror flicks. It's like Hocus Pocus. That's it for me. I, I don't know. I'm not doing know. Halloween Town. That's terrible. Man, I don't yeah. know. I, I think... I think the Halloween towns are a, are a classics, man. Okay, so here's the other thing. I noticed there, uh, for those that were actually paying attention, Halloween towns, plural, because unfortunately, they made more than one. Yeah, I think they made four of them. Yes, and you know, the, here's the really crazy thing. I've read, I, I heard this somewhere. The, the, act, the, like, the main girl actor, obviously that's the only thing she's ever been in, but she was very upset that she was not cast as the lead in the fourth one. I was like, look, if your career was banking on the fourth Halloween Town, oh, you got some problems, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because I I actually, I haven't watched the fourth one, uh, but I saw, like, the, you know, the little picture for it on Disney or whatever, and I was like, that's not the same chick. What happened? Because they were all two years apart you know so like what happened on that eighth year man the other part of this is 
I would love to know, like, like, dude, think about uh, like Marvel movies, right? Like, if I, I'm not a Marvel watcher, but like, if you took one of those superheroes and didn't recast them, mm-hmm. like in the next movie, then the world would be up in arms, dude. Literally, people would be revolting. They would, they would be burning comic books in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. I'm almost guaranteeing that that was not the case. When Halloween Town 4 was being cast, there was not but like two people. The actual hey, that's actress. Not the same girl. Yeah. It was literally the actress and her manager going, We stand for this. Like, that's the only two people that were infuriated about the fact that she wasn't the main character in Halloween Town 4. Based, based on the success of the other three, I'm convinced at some point that um, somebody had to have been paying her rent. Like, it definitely <laughs> wasn't the Halloween Town movies, okay? Um, Man, dude. The, in fact, the only thing that made that... Yeah, I'll, I'll get off this in a second, but I got, you know, there, this this horse isn't quite dead yet. Um, the, who was... There was like... Uh, okay, I, I'm again, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but um, Princess Leia. Yeah. Her mother was in the first one in the first halloween town yeah she was the grandma but i don't know i don't know if she she was was in in, other ones she was in the second and third one then too dude what are the chances that you know that bro what are you doing with that you've seen all three halloween towns because i'm gonna admit this right now whenever i was sick a couple weekends ago i watched all three of them dude on purpose yeah man throwback dude last time i saw those i was like seven okay so debbie reynolds i apologize to anybody that might actually listen to this because obviously she's a historical figure and she was um the mother of um carrie fisher yeah yeah carrie fisher's mother but yeah Correct. So Debbie Reynolds was in the first three, as confirmed from someone who recently suffered through the series. I mean, horrible Dude. acting and just, you know, sometimes just absolutely stupid story, but just classic, man. I mean, I guess, but like, one has to think, does, does classic mean terrible? You know what I mean? It's not. Like there's a certain, it's not far off. Yeah, I think because I mean, there's certain there's movies like, that are like you're, you're like that's an amazing movie, but is it amazing because it's flawed and it's terrible and we absolutely. just take it for that's, what it is? I, like yeah. I know, I know you said you weren't, didn't want to talk about it or whatever, didn't necessarily want to bring them up, but like the Halloween movies, dude, all of them are oh. just they're just horrible, but they're so classic, dude. Yeah, but Friday dude, the Thirteenth too. Uh, I don't know if we want to compare like monetary success of of one franchise to the other franchise, but like I believe that the Halloween series is in a completely different league. Oh yeah, than Halloween Town by far. Okay, I'm I'm just saying like you know I like that's it's a classic, but and it's just horrible. You know what I mean? Like I mean maybe not horrible. The first one's good, but like to make. 12 of them you know what i mean and they're all the same exact thing 
Okay, like, they're just I guess piggybacking so. off of that, just like nostalgic feel. I guess. You know, I will say this though. Um, I've only seen Halloween Town, maybe. I've seen it probably three times, which is uh, which is honestly three times too many. <laughs> but I will say that I can remember the storyline, the theme, all of the trash that they spilled upon us. Uh, at least in the first one, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, succumb to the suffering of the other three. But I will say that I have seen the Halloweens probably. Each one of them, you know, a handful of times, you know, five to six times each, right? Over the over the years and over the seasons. Still can't really follow the storyline. So there's something to be said about Halloween Town. I guess that's the only pro-Halloween Town versus Halloween series. I mean, there uh, really is no... The story is he went crazy, killed his sister, and then just started killing everybody. But why? And I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister. No, Jamie Lee Curtis was just one of the babysitters that survived that night, and so he's always hunting her down to rid her because she knows. I just yeah, because she got away, I, I guess. Listen, since we don't know exactly why he went crazy, I'm just gonna tie the two together, and it's probably because she made him watch Halloween Town. That's what it <laughs> is. <laughs> And live in this world, and it's your fault. So technically, the Damn killer you, here, sister. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's Jamie Lee Curtis that made them watch it, and that's oh. why he's so angry at her. Okay, he wouldn't have had to kill her sister if she wouldn't have forced his hand by making him watch Halloween Town one alone. Let he alone killed his all own four. sister, not her sister. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying he wouldn't have had to have killed his sister had Jamie Lee Curtis not forced his hand. In, into killing his own sister, making him watch Halloween Town 1, let alone all four. Hmm. It's a I, theory. I, we, can, we can vet it later. It's a theory. I mean, I think, I think we should say he, he snapped and killed his sister because she was the one that made him watch Halloween Town. I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis's character was necessarily alive at the point where he snapped and killed his sister yet. Yeah, because I thought, I thought she was the babysitter. No, not for him. He was already long gone in like a mental institution and came back that night that she was babysitting for someone else. Okay, so this is why the storyline is so convoluted, right? I was I thought that at one point Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister, and then I thought, oh, no, 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 she was just babysitting them. But now you're telling me it's neither. Yeah. It's... So there's a lot of flaws in that storyline that I think over time they were like, look, there's too many holes for us to actually wrap this thing up. Let's just start making stuff up. Yeah. Well, they, and they've even done that pretty I mean, dude, the guy's unkillable, man. You know? I j it's just... Well, yeah, I mean, I... I mean, all of them are. All those slasher guys are, dude. I just... I didn't when was... When was the first... Okay, but so here's the other thing that I want to bring up. Um... Was Jason and like all the what was those? They were Jason movies, right? What was that actually called? Was it just Friday Jason? Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Excuse me. So, and actually, the original killer was his mom. Okay. So that being said, 
was were those Halloween movies or were they just scary thrillers that because of their thrill and their scare were played around Halloween? I don't know. I'm assuming it's just a seasonal thing now, but I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't alive whenever they came out, so I don't know when. Dude, 1978. Okay, so I mean, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around here, but Halloween, 1978. 1981, 1982, 1988, 1989, 1995, 1998, um, which is funny because that was Halloween H2O. Anyways, yeah, 20 years later. Ah, touche, touche. Uh, hats off there. Uh, 2002, 2007, and like a uh, a geriatrics version. This dude can't be walking around anymore. I know he's supernatural to a certain extent, but um, you know he's gonna have a walker. He's not chasing people at this point. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying, man. It doesn't make any sense. He's unkillable, man. I know you probably didn't watch it, but I recently watched the well, not the one that just came out last week, but the one that came out in 2021. I watched that one while I was in bed also sick and uh Halloween kills excuse me yeah yeah okay. Halloween kills and uh boy howdy should he have died in the end of that one really and he did don't not spoil <laughs> hey don't spoil it I have plans <laughs> if, 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 if the yeah if the fact that there's another one coming out didn't spoil the ending for that one already, <laughs> here's what I love the 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 confidence of the franchise, um, <laughs> Halloween ends is the is yeah. the title of twenty twenty two. You know I everyone says he's saying bullshit right now. That's like the last George Strait tour, or the last time the Eagles went to Hawaii, <laughs> right? Like yeah, it's the last every time year. George Strait's George Strait's playing at the rodeo, exactly seven years ago. So um, I don't know. All that being said, that's very interesting about that franchise but I, I would be nice to know we obviously offline right to use a uh overly uh bastardized uh office cliche um offline we should probably look into friday the 13th and see if they were originally released to to align with halloween um or if just over time as a thriller because they're scary they were incorporated yeah, Halloween. I would actually like to know that because I'd also like to know that with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Because um, I never got into those because quite honestly, those ones freaked me out the most. Really? That one's not if anything, the only I mean, one because wait, Jason's not supernatural, right? I mean, technically like he normal... came back from the dead. Okay. Everybody's allowed one or two where they do some <laughs> oh, weird stuff. Okay. You got to keep the re- you got to keep the revenue going. You got to keep the audience on their toes a little bit, you know. I just think there's scarier things that have happened in my dreams. I, I don't think Freddy's the worst. Like honestly, if Freddy were dumped into one of my dreams, he would be like, oh, "Let me get out of here." Um, okay, so That's we were fair. looking at Friday the Thirteenth film series. I just want to see if we can find some release dates here. So the first one was 1980. Wow. Say like when? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's an official release date. 
Um, because I actually like growing up, I actually always liked the Friday the Thirteenth more until I was like seventeen. Then I liked Halloween more. I I would agree with that. I would say, well, I, okay, I never liked Halloween at all. But the, there was something intriguing about Friday the 13th. There was a storyline there that did have you intrigued. I didn't necessarily believe it, but um, I do feel like, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I was more invested in that than I would have been whatever was going on with Halloween. The Halloween storyline was too up and down. There was a lot of walking and like panic, fast walk running. And I was like, man, I can't follow this. Yeah, running upstairs to get away. Good, good call. So May 9th is when Friday the 13th was released. Okay, so just a horror movie. Yeah. What was the other one we were looking at? Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Friday the 13th were the Jason movies, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're, yeah, I'm talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry. I, I, I need to retract my previous statement. I meant Nightmare on Elm Street. That was something that it didn't scare me, but it had a a lot more intriguing of a storyline than all of the rest of them for me. Yeah, I I I agree with that. It was just for some reason that, for some reason, man, I would be like, I don't know if I can handle this because I want to go to sleep later without having to worry. Oh, I was never necessarily scared like that. But so November sixteenth, nineteen eighty four. That's close enough, I think. Does that make it more a Christmas movie? Mm, Discuss. No. Uh-huh. It's is halfway. It, it's, it, it's, is it set in during Christmas time? I mean, the dude's wearing a sweater. Bruh, yeah, but I believe, could, that could just be up north, man. It's cold there, usually. I believe there's snow on the ground, too, at some point. I'm going to get us a synopsis here. Um, should we move on to Paradigm? Yeah. Yes, we should. I'm a couple sips so, in, honestly. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That's fine. So close to home here, based yeah, out of... is a new brewery out of Tomball, I believe, right? Yeah, Tomball, Texas, uh, for all you non-Tejas listeners that aren't uh, just us. Yeah, uh, really cool place though. I've I've been one time last year, like right when they opened. Um, and as far as I know, this is the first time they've done an Oktoberfest. But they have some stuff there that I do oh. like, so it's a cool place. I didn't know this was the well. They haven't been around that long, right? Maybe a two years. No, just just for a year, they opened last year. Oh, bro, real quick. Large head. Large head. Great color. The haziness is only from the bubbles, which obviously will dissipate. It does have a really good color. Let's hope. Comes alive when we taste it here. Uh, I know we're probably close. We got like, what, 10 minutes? 15? Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so I do want to circle back. And then I'm going to do my, I'll put my ratings in. So I wish that it would tell me here, but it doesn't tell me. Um, dude, also though, bang for your buck. They shot A Nightmare on Elm Street for $1.1 $1. $1 million. It grossed 
57 in theaters. Mm. Pretty good return there. Wow. Um, it does not include the time of year. And I feel like there, there was one thing that Nightmare on Elm Street never did that I really appreciated, too. That, uh, I mean, Halloween, I guess, technically never did it, but Friday the 13th just got crazy with their stuff, dude. Like, it was like Jason Jason Takes New York, where he, like, travels on a boat into New York and starts killing people. And then there was one where he was, like, in, like, like a zombie that came back to life in space on this, like, spacecraft. And was killing everybody that was on this spacecraft. I was I like, they were just like, we're we're trying to reach way too many audiences, you know. I'm pretty sure they were just like, look, we know it's failing, running into the ground, running into the ground, and then people kept showing up, and they were like, running into the ground doing? again. Yeah. Um, and they've only done one recent one, I think, and it was in like 2009 or something. What was the premise of that? Like, what was the um... Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, what was he going? What was he going after? Like, what was the like? What 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 angered him, or why was he killing people? So he, as a child, was tortured by like the the camp. Uh, what are the the scout leader? Not the scout leader. Not the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Like the, you know, the teenagers that Bart, were... Bart twice, Lassie. Bart twice, Lassie. Where's the, where's the danger? No. no but... Like the, the camp leaders or whatever, you know, like the teenagers that would... Uh, anyways, he, he was tortured with... I'm going to be honest with you. Everything that you're guiding me towards is scout leader. But like, are you talking about camp counselors? Camp like, counselors, yes. Camp counselors. Jesus. There you go. Thank God this isn't Pictionary. Go ahead. I'm telling you, man. Uh, but anyways, he was like tortured by some of the camp counselors or whatever, and they drowned him. In the okay, lake. but but how far back are we talking? Like, when did he die? The seventies? Oh, I don't know. I when was the first one released? In the eighties, you said. 1980s? Yeah, nineteen eighty-one, I think. So let's or say nineteen eighty. Okay, but so okay. let's say and. And like I said, the first one was actually his mom getting revenge on all of them. Okay. And then she dies at the end of that one, and but he's alive to witness it. And so then he takes over and starts killing two So creatures. So how is he alive to witness it if uh, he they drowned him? Yes. Law in the system. Also, or in, at least in the storyline, um, Okay. Also, too, it just made me think of this. Again, I don't want to go too far off base, but eh, we're headed in that direction. Anywho, um, <clears throat> how come there's no new ghosts, bro? Like, think about this, dude. Like, every time you visit somewhere or you're really into Mr. Begans and all of his craziness that he does, um, how come there's no new ghosts, bro? There's you know you're not you you never go anywhere and they're like hey come on this tour and we're gonna show you this punk rock emo kid from like late twenty seven two thousand seven like it never happens they're all they're always like, like eighteen hundred yeah look at this colonial folk like look at his dress he's in a kilt like shit like that they're never why is like, there not a ghost oh, that's sagging dude 
Abercrombie and Fitch tight pants with like, uh, you know, a sweater vest on or something. That none of that's happening ever. So I'm not saying that that's not helping the cause for ghosts, but like, does make you think, you know? Mm. Yeah, that is a good point. I've never really thought about that. Dude, I, I'm. It's it's a small hole in the whole argument, but it's but it's gaping, and and and, and it's it's a problem for me. So I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I believe in the history of ghosts, but like you're not seeing modern day ones. You know, instead of uh, like think about it too. Think about this. Back in the gap, you see a ghost, and they're like, oh. He would write his name on this stone with rock, right? Um, nowadays, when's the last time that somebody got a genuine ghost dick pic on their phone? Not never, right? And that would be the equivalent. You see what I'm saying? This is true. This is true. You know, I, don't want to I personally have never received a, a, a ghost ghostly dick unsolicited dick pic. A dick pic? Yeah. 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 I mean, think about it. Again, Although, I don't want to shatter the foundation of ghosts and how you feel about them, but, like, something to be said about that. Although, would it show up in a picture? Yeah, bro, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, um, when's the last... I mean, <laughs> the next thing I thought of was, like, when's the last time that you got ghostly, terrible fast food service? Because that's what, generationally, a ghost would do these days. Um, yeah. But, obviously, that's not a thing. I'm just there's just a well, number of things. I don't know. Maybe sometimes, like you get your order back, and uh, you know you're unwrapping it at the house, and it actually has. It's actually the way you want it. You know, like no. Let's just say no tomatoes. But then you go to sit down, and a ghost has put tomatoes on your shit just to spite you. Exactly. So that's the kind of things that generationally these ghosts would be doing. Um, but I'm just I, I, honestly, all BS aside. I, I think about that a lot because every time you hear about ghosts, they pretty much genuinely stop around like the seventies, which is still modern for some folks. But like, you might have just opened up a very, very good market in the film industry. Oh yeah, they should be going after new ghosts, but also too. You know, they always say, I don't want to go too down the rabbit hole, but, like, they always say that, like, ghosts are, like, people that are troubled or they have things that are unfinished or whatever, right? Like, that's why they become a ghost, okay? Um, maybe the generation of today is just so worthless that there's nothing else they could have contributed. Just very unmotivated. Yeah. There's, like, nothing else they wanted to do. They're just out. Nope. Nope, and there was nothing else they were going to contribute, right? They were like, nope, you peaked. That's, that's it, you that know? Was a, the guy said no cheese on the burger, and you put cheese on it anyway, so obviously you <laughs> don't care. And that's it, so... You know. Anyways, that's a... Uh, just some, some food for thought. Pun intended. But... Yeah, I didn't even... You, you're the one that connected the pun. I that was There was no pun intended for me, but obviously you, uh, you punned it. Um, should we, uh, should we tally here scores accordingly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Get into it. How are you feeling about this one? So, about this one? 
or, or are we comparing one to the other? Because I think I should, I, I need to compare one to the, I know we're kind of doing it in pairs and that's not what we ideally wanted to do, but I need one as a foundation each week to the other because one is at least two weeks in a row, one is clearly the front runner for me. So, okay. um, I think, yeah. Uh, I liked a lot of the, a lot of what I got out of the Brooklyn one. Yep. Um, I thought I had a good taste in everything, but I don't think it was super October ish for me. Okay. Uh, I really feel like this paradigm one is a lot more Oktoberfest. Um, it has a lot more flavor. It is a little sweeter though. Yes. But it has so, a lot more flavor. I'm going to see how organically I rated here. Um, let me do the math on my fancy calculator here. Ooh. Um, I... The way, you know, it's like you put in a score for them and then you were like, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, I'll just see how it stacks up. Or, oh, I'll just see how it stacks up. But then once it starts stacking up, you're like, oh, I didn't expect that, you know? Yeah. I didn't expect that much. Yeah. I having trouble with my uh my file here to do something to do anything with it. Okay, so I have mine collected. Do you want me to go ahead and go? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so real quickly. By the way, um this can ties into the October best theme of white on blue or blue on white as we mentioned last week. But it happens to be in the form of a trashy Brooklyn pizzeria, but blue on white versus red on white. So, yeah, uh, you get a couple of extra points. Kudos, Brooklyn Brewery, for tying into your uh, shithole culture, but along with Oktoberfest. So, 23 points overall is what I had for the Brooklyn Oktoberfest. Um, and then, although I thought that paradigm was going to be the front runner um it really only scores 24 out of 23 for me um so just slightly above that of brooklyn just a little but bit not more. just uh, just by one point and there was really like three areas that it really excelled in but it was offset drastically by some other areas where brooklyn i think did it for me okay but go ahead shoot um yeah i don't i think i agree uh i can't get my freaking numbers to work but i definitely agree that uh i think paradigm was just a very little bit better it wasn't it wasn't uh think about the oxymoronic approach of that very little bit yeah i guess i guess that's right that makes sense but yeah uh i don't know i'll have to get back on my numbers but i would say maybe i would probably have it about as a 
maybe two, three point favorite over the Brooklyn. Uh, but I still don't think it was as good as the Odell for me. I agree. So I still have the Odell coming in at 27 versus the 24 points that I have for Paradigm. Um, so Paradigm has some really key things. I think it's got great body. I think it's got great color. I think it's got great fizz. Okay. I think this has been the best color that we've gotten out of any. I would, yes, I would, well, I don't know. Odell had some pretty great color, but I would say, I would say equivalent or very close to Odell's color. It by far has the best fizz and it by far has the best body for me. Um, it falls flat in bitterness and acidity. It's just kind of, it's kind of out of pace for what, again, it's my perception. It's kind of out of pace for that. Um, also, it has an aftertaste that's equivalent to the other two. The Brooklyn has a great aftertaste. It's like, hey, you're finished. You liked it, but you don't want to remember the bad about it. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it that. Did, it was you. very smooth. Brooklyn, I was going to say, is one that I could see myself drinking a lot more of because yes. of the smoothness of it. It's a repeater for sure. Yeah. Like I could go somewhere and say, hey, tonight we're drinking uh, Brooklyn Octobers, right? You're not yeah. going to go, you're not going to show up and go, ah, I'll try the whatever paradigm. You're going to say, no, tonight, boys, we're drinking the Brooklyn Octobers. Right? Yeah, it's very repeatable because yeah. of the, yeah, the aftertaste and, and, or specifically. <clears throat> oh, so we're um, pretty much in agreement again. Yeah, I would say fairly close. I, I'm actually very surprised that Odell is still the front runner. I, I this excites too, me. This excites me because I figured I was going to be able to look at the, like the can and be like, oh, well, I know this brewery. I know how they would do uh, an Oktoberfest. Or, oh, I know this brewery, and historically they're not good at doing an Oktoberfest. Ah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot from the hip. But um, that's not been the case. We're, we're, we're tasting them honestly, ladies and gentlemen. We're running them through the ringers. Run it through the guard. <laughs> Just run it through the garden. But yeah. Um, um, cool. So yeah, the Brooklyn can, I think, is better too. Paradigm, again, is very new, so they're just doing their a generic label on all their stuff for now. But it's just a generic fall-looking can. Yeah, the um, other part... It's also based on the life the lifespan of the brewery. So, like, exactly. Case in point, Brooklyn, and I know not everybody gets to see the image, but Brooklyn has Ball printing this can. Okay, yeah. this is a a custom manufacturer from Ball, right? This is a generic aluminum can with a an added label, right? Right. So, Take and that could be based on volume. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Brooklyn Brewery, I don't know anything about Brooklyn Brewery or the success of their historical Oktoberfest, but um, they print the cans, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's an older um, brewery. Like I said, we did their lager, and I really like their lager, hmm. which this reminded me a lot of, actually. Can you go there and, oh, here's the thing, too much? Um, no, I mean, in like the, the smoothness of it. Yeah. But not necessarily the flavor again. It's, I mean, has been over a year since I've tried it though. So take that with a grain oh, okay. of salt, but. 
I wonder if you can go, I mean, can we go there? I'll be up that way tomorrow, actually. To the Brooklyn Brewery? Yeah. I'll be in New York probably. tomorrow. You should probably see if you can make it in there. That'd be... Um, I just don't, you never can tell how big these places are, because, like, obviously we know how big Paradigm is. Yeah. Like, not crazy, right? Right. But we don't, you know, Brooklyn's the hometown of other folk. Yeah. It's not just about us, you know. Well, in this case, it is. Touche. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I say we move for a motion of closing out this particular episode. Is there anything else that you would uh, like to add? Uh, yeah, just, you know, if you're listening, make sure to follow us on socials. Our uh, Instagram is off the tap podcast and our Twitter is at off the tap pod. Again, Twitter's where we do most of the um, talking with fans and posting and whatnot. But also to be nice and not just, I'm not just for the follows and for the clicks. I know this sounds crazy because like I hear people on the radio say this all the time and obviously they're trying to like conjure up an audience. But for me, genuinely, it's because I'm intrigued. We need to come out with survey questions. Can we throw those up on Twitter? Absolutely. So that would be great. And it's not for the advance. I mean, obviously, we'll take what we can get. It's not for the advancement of the channel. It's not even for the betterment of the of what we do every week. Because obviously, we're doing it out of a labor of love for ourselves. It's ultimately because there's questions that I need answers to that I don't just trust your opinion, Randall. I need a number of folks, hopefully random that could give their two cents so that later on I can come up with my own answer and disagree with them. That's what I need Twitter for. Yeah, we can try to get that going. That would be cool. Uh, and again, they don't even have to necessarily be beer-related. I mean, they should be beer-related, but uh, I just really have questions sometimes, and I'm like, huh, I wonder what the world thinks about that. But the unsolicited world, right? That's yeah. what I want to The people that stumble upon, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my answer on that. Um. So that would be interesting. So, yes, back to it. Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, and those are the main socials, correct? Yeah. that's Those are the ones that I focus on. So, Yep. And as long as we're focusing on those, we want everybody to focus on what? Until next week, remember, keep the fizz.